Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and you should feel free to send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to JolieCare at gmail.com. My guest today is New York Magazine's Maureen O'Connor. Hi, Maureen. Hello. Welcome back. It's always a joy when I have you in the studio. It's always so good to have you, too. I'm now going to open my second Diet Coke. Go for there it. There we go. Yeah, Maureen Hello. is a Diet Coke addict. Maureen, do you know that I have not had an artificial sweetener in 2016? Oh, my gosh, because you're doing the clean living stuff. I did. I did the whole 30. Everything inch- about you is cleanliness, Julie. You're <laughs> not so on brand. Not everything. <laughs> not my dirty, dirty mind. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I did the whole 30 in January. One of the reasons I did it was to quit my um, Splenda habit and yes. my, and even worse, my Crystal Light habit. Oh, right. The and dirty Crystal Light habit. How how did that go for you? It it, it went fine. I mean, really... Uh, pretty, pretty well, because you haven't had any artificial yeah, sweeteners. I went cold turkey, and it was fine. I totally handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably because there were things about the whole 30 that were worse. <laughs> for inter- well, I mean, there are things I miss more. I guess I should I say see. that. Yeah, I miss, I miss, I miss dairy. Yeah, yeah, I miss dairy most of all of all the things I gave. I wonder up, if so. that's some like secret life hack of whenever you're doing something unpleasant to do something double the unpleasantness. I think, it and is. the one that you need to stick can stick. I think it is because I've done, um, as you know, I'm a I'm a dry January person also, mm-hmm. and in in past years I've I've combined other things with dry January, and yeah. It, What's it, worse than giving up drinking? I can't imagine I mean, nothing, it. Dairy, that's, that, nothing. Maybe? That's the point. It's like di- di- dieting doesn't feel terrible because so not can, drinking feels so bad. You can fix anything in your life if you do it simultaneous to not drinking because the not drinking is the thing you notice every single day. It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> well, it's just like it's really hard to socialize when you don't drink. I would. Yeah, imagine. I'm basically a hermit in January, which I also I've never mind. tried it since I started. But <laughs> in my mind, that that I'm like Maybe that's like also probably a you. really tragic like justification, right? You're like I no, can't okay. stop because my friends do it. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a total hermit. Anyway, which I don't mind because I'm an introvert. Anyway, totally off topic. Yes, what were you going to talk about today? Um. What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about bed making. And do you know yeah. why we're here to talk about bed making? Because I'm, I am I only learned how to make my bed last time I came on an episode here. <laughs> no, well, I was partly. like, what's a bed? I've always slept on a lump of um, soft things. That's a bed? It can be made? Just a burlap sack filled with hay. <laughs> yeah. bed. Did you know I was born in a manger? Um. <laughs> 
That's a good one, Maureen. Uh, well, partly because you just learned how to make your bed, but more importantly, we are here to talk about bed making because it is the beginning of March. Yes. And every year, this is the fifth year running, I put a bed making challenge out to my readers and my listeners in March. The challenge is this. It's very simple. Make your bed every single day in March. And there's a name for this folly. And the name is so stupid. It's one of those things. It's like, um, I think of it as like a middle school nickname. Like it's uh-huh. so terrible, but they all stick. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, and I will, I'll tell you my middle school nickname too, which is really awful. Uh, but I love it. Yes. I have like fond memories of it. Um, okay, but here's what, here's what the bed making challenge is called. It's called La Mob. L-A-M-O-B. And that stands for... Let's all make our beds. You know what? Every time I was looking at it, because I'd seen it as like a hashtag before, yeah, you know, so I've seen it, it in your scripts, and I actually didn't know how I was supposed to be pronouncing it until now. And now I know that it's along the lines of like Lamaze, like the birthing yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. La Mob. Birthing good ha- homekeeping the habits. The Mob of bed makers. Yeah, exactly. So La Mob. It's terrible. Mob. It's, an, it's an old in joke from the site that I was writing for when I first started this challenge mm-hmm. back in. To the first, so the first year we did it was 2012, mm-hmm. um, and I've been doing it every year. And on Twitter, so today today is March second. Yesterday is March first. I kicked off on Twitter. Yeah. Yesterday, I did a little teaser on Monday, the 29th of February. That special special date. Oh my god, it's um, such a good day. <laughs> and I asked if there were any OGs. Uh huh. And indeed. There were. There are people that have... So here's my question about the early OG LaMobs. Is it that they forget to make their beds over the course of the year and then they relearn every March? No, by OG. I mean, these people have been making their bed every single day since March of 2012. Oh my gosh, and they never stopped. They the never streak stopped. is still going. Yep. Okay, that is straight up inspiring. Isn't that amazing? I think you might be right about like the life-changing art of making beds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maureen, Maureen says this is like my, my uh, Marie Kondo. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing. It is. It is life changing. But it is life changing. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of things about bed making today, and then um, as a as a treat for all of you, we originally were gonna devote the last quarter of the episode to talking about making the bed. If you have night sweats, we're gonna spike that. For today, Maureen's going to come back at the end of the month. Because I we, still really want to talk about that. We're really going to talk about it because it's important. Yes. Um, and a lot of people ask about that. And so Maureen is, has agreed to come back at the end of the month to do a wrap up episode. We will talk about the night sweats then. But instead today, during that last segment, we are going to let Maureen tell us a story that last night. When she looked at the script, she was like, Jolie, I have an amazing story. I have to tell you this story, and it's also going to explain why I am actually truly, truly going to be dedicated to La Mob this year. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm After very... being a bed-making agnostic for a really long time in my life. Yeah. So... I.e. my whole life. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my... I'm going to give my spiel about La Mob. And I'm going to... And I'm going to give my Do spiel... It. To all of you listening. And you're also going to tell us your childhood nickname, right? And then I'm going to tell you my childhood nickname. Good. Yeah. Um... I'm really giving this to Maureen because Maureen, Maureen's like my white whale with bed making. She's been, <laughs> she's, she's, um, a somewhat avowed non bed maker. Yeah. Uh, and, and people may remember when she was last here to talk about new year's cleaning resolution. She was really like, no, Jolie, I'm not going to make my bed. And usually when someone says that I will back off, but with Maureen, probably cause we're friends and I feel like 
better being pushy with her. I feel like I've I ha- I really want to win you over, Maureen. So I'm hoping that after today's episode, you're going to make um, you're going to take this challenge up for the month of March. Right. And if you don't, that's okay. I'll still have you back on the show. I'll still love you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happens. I'll um, tell you how long yeah. you make it. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just curious to see what's what what you're going to find throughout this month. Um, I do think I know this because I've talked to you that you're coming around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me let me talk sort of generally about this this bed making month. So first of all, if you're already a regular bed maker, this is a cinch for you. You're already doing it. Um, if you're a semi-regular bed maker, which I, I think probably most people fall into the semi-regular category. Yeah. Um, and the never making and the always making are the, the extremes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a semi-regular bed maker, I want you to try to commit to making the bed every single day for a month. It's probably not going to be that hard for you. But probably what is going to happen is that come April you will find yourself as a person who never leaves the house with the bed unmade. I'm just, I'm, if I, if I were a mm-hmm. betting gal, which I'm not, but <laughs> if I were, that's, you would bet on beds. That's yeah. I think it's going to, I think you're just going to be like, this does make a huge difference and is definitely worth taking the minute or two. It takes every day to do it. If you, if you do it solidly for a month. Okay. If you don't currently make your bed at all, I want you to give it a whirl. And here's why. I just said it takes a minute or two a day. I know that because I have people who time it for me and send me photos of their timer. You have amazing. the most fascinating life, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mean that sounds like sarcasm. No, that I know like you sarcasm mean sarcasm as the words came out of my mouth, except yeah. I feel like you see I the know most you interesting. Sincerely. As, as we talk about this all the time, that I write a sex column, you write a cleaning column, and yet we both see these extremely intimate elements of people's lives. People share amazing things with me. Yeah. Yeah. It is really fascinating, and I love it. Um, okay. So a minute or two a day. It is going to make a huge difference in how you feel about your home, and how you feel about your home is going to make you feel better about yourself. It just is. It just is. Maybe you don't believe me, and that is fine. Try it and see what happens. If you don't believe me, the only way to find out if I am right or wrong is to try it yourself. Okay. Now, there's one last class of people I want to talk to. <sighs> you're my least favorite people. <laughs> it's a Maureen, isn't it? <laughs> eh, it's a little Maureen. <laughs> you're like my favorite person. Okay. So the last class of people are the absolutely not. I refuse to make a b- my bed. What a stupid thing to do, people. That's probably the direct quote of last time I was here <laughs> with the New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're the people who ought most to try this out. And here's why. You don't actually know if bed making is stupid or not because you don't do it. Well, I've done it a couple times in my life. All right. You don't do it regularly. (laughs) Okay. So if you haven't tried it, how can you know that it's stupid? And then here's the thing. Okay. So now that's not going to move you. I know that. I understand you completely. Believe me. But here's the thing that is going to get you. If you try it and it does turn out to be stupid, won't it be so satisfying to tell me so? A, that's true. And B, maybe something horrific will happen in a bed like the thing that happened when I had sex recently that will change your mind. And I'm going to tell that story. I'm that's so excited for the story. Help. I can't even stand it. Okay. So listen, if, you, if you're sitting here and listening and you're like, yes, it will be very satisfying to tell that horrible jolly woman that she's stupid. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go for it. Make the bed every day for a month and then come back and tell me I'm stupid. Here's why I'm saying this. 
You're not going to come back and tell me I'm stupid. I already know that. Because they're all going to have bed Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know that's how I get you. <laughs> uh, guys, I've been doing this five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Five years. Okay. So I've learned some things along the way. All right. Uh, here's a few last things to say about this. This is the most important thing. You are an adult with free will. If you choose <laughs> not to make your bed, go ahead and say that. Say... I choose not to make my bed. You may say it to me. I, if you say it on Twitter, I'll mute you. But you can say it if it makes you feel better. Just, just work on it. Say, I choose not to make my bed. Here's what you don't need to do. And what I really wish you would not do. If you do it, I will probably like report you on Twitter for harassment. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, you don't need to make excuses. Okay? And we're gonna, in, this, in this episode, we're going to talk about the biggest, biggest excuse of all, which is that this 2005 BBC article that claims that making the bed makes you unhealthy, which is, it's all malarkey. And I'm going to talk about why it's malarkey. (laughs) It's total junk science. Um, You don't need an excuse for it. You don't, you don't need to say it takes too much time. I'm going to, first of all, I have a a response to every excuse, right? Five years. I've heard Mm. it. I've heard it all. What I will not challenge is if you say to me, I choose not to make my bed, I will say, okay, I say this because it's very hard for people to do that. I have never had anyone actually say, Jolie, I just choose not to make my bed. That people can't do it. They need an excuse. They need a reason. Like, you are an adult with free will. Go ahead and do it. I know. What I guess it's It's just a crazy thing about human. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy thing about human nature. So I I say that, like, I'm giving you permission. Um, Okay. So I, I give this speech every year. Not a single person has ever said it. Um, Didn't I say that to you? Now, now I really want to say it, but I've also already agreed that I'm going to do it. And like, I'm really torn by my like rebellious nature and my desire to do the thing I already said I was going to do. This is hard for me. I know. That's why, that's why you're the best person. Rebellion or loyalty. What do I choose? Choose loyalty. Choose loyalty. I choose, choose. bed. Yeah. Choose, bed. choose bed. Choose bed. Choose yourself. Okay. This brings us right into the reasons why I think you should make your bed. Yeah. Choose yourself. Us. This is a gift you give yourself. I really, I know that's a, ter- I know that's a terrible <laughs> way to say it, but it's true. I really believe it. Okay. So I have seven reasons. Wait, so I know just for um, listeners, I'd like everyone to know that Julie just pulled out in like elegant <laughs> spiral brown notebook where she has her list of um, bed making reasons. Oh, yeah. It's the most Joelish thing ever. It's an Alice in Wonderland oh my God. notebook with the Wicked Witch of the West bookmark. This is exactly that, how that, I envision your life when you're like is. preparing for your job that you like you pull out your Alice in Wonderland spiral bound notebook and you're like reasons to enlighten oneself with a bed. Yeah, this is like quintessential Jolie. Yeah, my <laughs> my my um my Wicked Witch of the West bookmark says you say wicked like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Love her. Love that witch. Uh, okay, so here are my seven reasons. Seven yes. reasons a very magical number. Yes. True. I was very happy when I when I realized that I had distilled this into seven it just happens um, naturally. Yeah, it does, because I'm so magical. Um, oh, sidebar. Maureen brought me this really scary voodoo doll. Maureen, I actually meant to bring it to give it back to you, because I've, I've decided... Did that it freak too, you out? I'm, I'm too scared to use... No, because I'm so... Because I'm very magical. Yeah. I have, like, intense... It might go too far. Yeah, I have intense magic, and so um, I'm scared of it. So when you come back, I'm, I'm going to bring that back to you. You All can right. give it to someone who, who... Well, you can give it to someone who's equally magic, but, but less... Um, less interested in not unleashing her evil yeah i don't want to actually unleash my evil it did occur to me once i got that one home with me that it was a bugaboo because i bought you know a million like 
all kinds of magical spells. And that was the most like intense of it's all really intense. the it magical specs I bought. Because it's a really intense voodoo doll situation. Yeah. And like, actually, I've like had difficulty figuring out who to give that to. Okay. So when you're like, I'll take it, then I was like, awesome. And then I was also like, I just discovered something new about Jolie's nature. Although, as it turns out. Well, I thought about, well, that's the thing. I mean, I am, I'm, I'm like deeply evil, but I really try to curb it. That's fair. That's why I like writing a column because I don't, my initial reaction doesn't have to be put out into the world. <laughs> All right. You guys are learning so much about me today. Let's talk about the seven reasons to make the bed. Yes. Okay, first one. It makes a room look tidy. Nothing is going to make your bedroom look tidier than a made bed. Even if you have floors, floors. Even if you have a clothes strewn all over the floors, yeah. the made bed is still going to make it look like a tidier room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I know people don't believe me, but it's true. And you'll find out when you start making your bed. Uh, reason number two. A tidy bedroom will make you feel better. It will. It'll make you feel better. It may make you feel better uh, in ways that are different for everybody but here are some of the ones that i hear often uh it, it could make you feel calm it can make you feel grown up that's one ear i hear all the time mm-hmm. i feel like such a grown-up um it can make you feel in control it can make you feel proud yeah all those things um and what i hear oftentimes is that it happens at night when people come home uh. they make the bed in the morning and they don't think that much of it when they come home at night they go oh this is so nice I guess it's one of those, like, small, um, the few things I do in life that, like, have, like, a repercussion later, which is, like, nothing because I'm not capable of planning ahead. But I can plan about eight hours ahead, which is how long it takes. Yeah. There you go. Um, If you make the bed every day, it will make the act of making the bed go faster. And that's for two reasons. The first, uh, you know, I mean, your skill level is going to improve. You're just going to get better (laughs) at doing it. And the other thing is a bed that you've gotten into that's been made the next morning will be much less like torn up mm-hmm. than if you got into an unmade bed, slept in it the next day, it's going to be like doubly torn up then triply torn up and so on and so forth. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's like actually just less work. The covers won't be as displaced. The sheets won't be as displaced. I mean, unless you have like a really wild night, which I hope all of you do. I'm also a really night. violent sleeper, which is, I think, the why... last time you were here, you said the opposite, Maureen. Now you're just lying. Okay, you're right. I think this is one of those things you where I'm like, said the who am I? What am I? I don't know. <laughs> this whole bed you're... thing is just like thrown me into an existential dilemma. You are amazing. It's all crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But I said that I really believe that when I said it. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I am and what the truth is. You're amazing is what you are. Help me. What's a bed? Okay. Continue. Uh, Reason reason number four. (laughs) If you have pets, it will help to keep your bedding clean if you make your bed every day because the pets are going to not like be... Get inside of it. Lounging around on your your sheets and Mm -hmm. pillows and so on and so forth. Um, If you are a person who has trouble sleeping... And Maureen, you said you're not a good sleeper. I'm not a good sleeper. Or the last time I was a good sleeper, what am I? Who knows? Yeah, I am. You, contain, <laughs> you contain multitudes, Maureen. I do. Um, so if you're a person who has sleep issues, okay, let, let me let me first say, making the bed is not going to cure insomnia, right? I'm never going to clean that. That's, that would be insane. Um, but sleep experts like universally recommend that people with sleep issues, especially difficulty falling asleep, 
establish a set of sleep rituals for themselves, like bedtime rituals. That, sleep hygiene. That, yeah, yes. that, that suggests to their mind that it's time to go to sleep. And so like those can be things like taking a bath or having a cup of tea or reading a book or I mean, you know, any any number of things. And then you mm. all you all know the thing like turn your devices off and all that that jazz. So one component, and it's a small component, but it's a component nonetheless, um, is the act of turning the bed down. Maureen, we are going to define what we mean. Yes. Yes. Thank We're going to talk about our bedding terms. Um, and so if, if you don't make the bed, you can't have that kind of ritualized turning back of the covers and rearranging of the pillows mm-hmm. that will begin to signal to your body along with the other things that you're doing that it's time to go to sleep. Uh, reason number six, getting into a made bed feels so good. It's especially true when it's like the fresh sheet day, (laughs) clean sheet day, man, best day of the week. I I will say for me, that's the absolute best thing about going to a hotel is when you get into the like perfectly made bed and everything's fresh and you can have that at home. And the like thread counts higher than anything I buy. <laughs> you can have that at home. You can have that at home. I don't know if I can have a hotel experience. Well, I can aspire, you perhaps. Can pretty close. Uh, and then reason number seven. I'm asking you to try it. <laughs> do it for Jolie. Do it for me. <laughs> Think about how much I do for you, and do it for me. Um, okay. that's why I'm doing it. Otherwise, I would be choosing not to. But I choose to make my bed for you. I really, I, I really think this is this is going to be a, a a good thing for you. I do. All and right. here's here's another thing um, that I always advocate, which is if you sign up for this challenge. I mean, there's sign up. There's not like a sign up sheet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like a really self driven thing here. Um, if you choose to do this, go ahead and set a reward for yourself at the end of it. I, I really, really, really encourage that. So like you were saying, you know, what's an appropriate bed reward. So I, I like to suggest go and buy yourself a really nice set of sheets. If you can't afford a really, really nice set of sheets, buy yourself a really, really nice set of pillowcases. Mm. Yeah. But I think I'll just wreck anything that I own. No, you won't. You're going to take good care of it. Cause then you're going to have something nice and you're going to be proud of it. And it's going to be a reward. And then you're going to want to take care of it. And you're, you know me. So you're going to ask me what to do. So anyway, so yeah, I would say build build a reward in. It doesn't have to be betting, but I think that's I think that's a good one. I think um, that I would literally rather if I was going to spend like a hundred dollars or something. I think I'd rather just spend it on a night at a hotel. I have the worst financial habits. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's a I, totally listen, different story. I, gotta, I, gotta, I would really rather just like burn the money, but really. Oh my god! I have to confront so much about my nature when I come on this show. <laughs> yeah, you really do. It's all right. Um, okay, listen. This is <laughs> the look on your face right I just, now. Like, I just like don't even know what to say to that. What? No. If I had like like a hundred dollars, oh. just throw around because you were telling me about expensive sheets the other day, and I was thinking about like what else one could buy with that amount of money. I would literally just buy it on one night, jumping on a bed in a hotel. But all right i I, I just throw my hands up with you maureen listen this is a good time for us to take a quick break maureen and i will be right back to talk about uh well what are we going to talk about we're going to talk about the components of a bed yes because maureen maureen wants to know bedding terms um i am going to tell you my middle school nickname when we come back and then i'm going to have you tell your story and we're going to have to save the talk about the uh 
the BBC study in the night sweats for when you come back because we're we have that's going to be to cover yeah the science things, of but, bed but those things go together so all right um, Maureen and I will be right back in a jiffy this is ask a clean person the podcast. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care, and my guest today is New York Magazine's Maureen O'Connor. We have been talking about bed making. Okay, before I forget, my middle school nickname. Yeah. There, I need, okay, I do need to explain this a little bit, though, because it won't make sense for, for you who knows me as Jolie. Uh-huh. Um, my full name is Angelie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that? Yes, I did, okay. actually. Uh, I, one of my editors once found out, like, years into our, our relationship, and, and his mind was, like, so blown. It was very Is funny. It, like, just your name with an A-N in the front? Yeah. Ah, all right. Yeah. Um, so until I started going by Jolie in um, high school. Mm. Yeah. Um, I never particularly loved my name. And then there's like a whole there's a whole like complicated thing about having an Indian name and a white looking face, even though I'm more Indian than anything else. And blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's just uh, there you go. I changed it to Jolie. I like Jolie suits me anyway. Um, so anyway, but I was Angelie. Mm-hmm. And so my nickname in middle school was Chovy, mm-hmm. which was short for anchovy. <laughs> yeah, I love Chovy. I think Chovy is actually Do you like, like anchovies. No. <laughs> Chovy, you know what I just cho- like, and the, so they would call me Chovy uh-huh. or cho- or Chove, like Chove like was like yeah, which I always thought was cute. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And but I tell people that, and they're always like, "Oh, that's terrible." And I'm like, "I, I kind of like I it." I'm gonna tell you. I'm like, I actually don't think it's terrible. I think it's adorable. So I discovered when I was in Mexico that I everybody calls me Moco because my name I went by Mo actually as a kid too. But oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because oh, okay. it's Maureen O'Connor, and it like yeah. sort of spells Moco. Yeah. And then I was in Mexico, and somebody heard someone say that, and they go, "That means booger here." <laughs> and there's literally no way that nobody who was calling me Moco knew that it meant booger in like all of Latin America. That is amazing. Possibly the entire Spanish speaking world. I have no idea. That but is... yeah, FYI, I'm all gonna... Spanish speakers who are friends with me who all knew they were calling I've me booger calling for you years. Booger. I'm going to start introducing you as Maureen Booger O'Connor. <laughs> I have to say though, when I realized it, when I found out I meant booger at first, I, there was like a righteous indignation. And then I was kind of like proud I to be I think that's kind of cool booger. actually. It's like, yeah, um... so I think like now I'm really gonna go with moco it's like it's like um the the great 80s t- sitcom sidekicks boner and cockroach <laughs> you're I'm too the, young I'm to the remember booger this, to right? your chovy yeah there you go. <laughs> 
All right. Let's beds. Beds. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the anatomy of a bed. Okay, so this is more at Maureen's request. Right. So Jolie was trying to tell me to make a bed and I was like, I don't even understand what the steps are. I don't understand. And then she's like, Well, you need to like straighten your duvet or something. And I was like, What the fuck is that? You didn't know what a sham was. That was a, Yeah, that, that was, was I know started. what a duvet is. Yeah, that was how it started. I got that far. Okay. Although you know what? I didn't know that it was like I, I, the thing I was calling a duvet my whole life, I believe now was the duvet cover. Okay. Yep. That's common. And we're going to talk about the difference between a comforter, a duvet, and a duvet cover. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to get right into it. Okay. Anatomy of a bed. Ready? We're just going to run through terms. I've literally, I'm starting at the, at the bottom. Mattress and box spring terms. Ready for this? Head and footboards. I don't have a box spring. You don't have a box spring? No, I merely have. It's one of the mattress. mattress it's a platform spring. bed. Oh, oh, okay, okay, that's why. So okay. it's like it's a yeah. Okay. So I just have the mattress on top of the bed, which I did specifically when I was like, I don't understand how box springs work. I think I'm going to buy the bed that doesn't need one. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that <laughs> out of a panic. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so head and footboards. They are uh, an upright panel that is placed behind the head or foot of a bed. When the head and footboards are combined into a single unit with side rails, it's called a bed frame. Box spring. That sounds like a crib to me. <laughs> what? No, some beds. That's oh, what I you get have. it. Yeah, that's what you I have. have. A bed frame. I have a bed frame. Okay. Green. Jesus Christ. Lord. Uh, box spring. like a savage. Okay, Ready? continue. The frame used to support a mattress. Yes. Okay. Mattress. A mattress is a large pad for supporting the reclining body. <laughs> That's literally from the dictionary. I pulled that out of the dictionary because I really That's liked That's my major. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bed skirt. This is also called a dust ruffle. It's a decorative covering used to hide the box spring and the legs of the bed. It goes over the box spring, but under the mattress and hangs to the floor. You... Do not I use do not have one of those. One of those because you have a bed frame. My bed wears pants. It doesn't need no skirt. <laughs> it's a feminist bed. Oh I'm sorry. That was the worst joke oh, on the planet. That was amazing. So no, that was amazing. My bed wears pants. Oh my god, more mean. No, actually, I feel like bed pants because I don't have I feel those. Like, I feel like your bed doesn't wear pants. No, my bed's got like nothing on. I feel like your bed <laughs> sitting around in its down. underwear watching Netflix. <laughs> All right. Oh, these are the fun ones. You're going to like this one. Mattress Uh-oh. toppers. There are a number of different types of mattress toppers, including ones that come attached to the mattress. Uh, so think, you can think of like a pillow top mattress. Yes. Uh, some I once com- had one of those. Some common toppers are, which also I realize is like a funny term of using with beds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some common toppers are feather beds, egg crates, mattress pads, protective mattress pads. So those, those are ones like you might get some for bed bugs or you might get waterproof ones uh, um you might get one that's an, uh, an allergy preventing uh protective mattress pad so those are mattress pads okay so now we move into our sheeting mm-hmm. this is very easy there are only two kinds uh the first one is the fitted sheet which is also sometimes called the bottom sheet that is a sheet that is elasticized around the edges to hold it in place uh, and that sheet covers the mattress, goes mm-hmm. on the bottom. Uh, then there is the flat sheet, which is also called the top sheet. Um, the flat sheet can be used as a bottom sheet. That's which must be what they did before elastic was invented. <laughs> I mean, that's why Downton Abbey needed so many maids because it's fucking hard to make a bed with a there you with go. A flat so that's, sheet. that's the situation in which you would use hospital corners. Uh, there are other situations in which you would use hospital. Are corners, there corners but... that aren't hospital corners? 
I mean, are there like alternate corners? They're just like less tightly Lamaze corners, less tightly tucked. Uh Um, If you're using it as a top sheet, the top sheet goes on the bed backside up so that when you fold it back over, uh, the decorative side shows. Uh. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense the way I said that? Yes. Okay. It does. So like you fold the top well, as sheet you say back that, over like it... your blanket or something and it m- might have like an edging. To understand this, I literally just have to envision a hotel bed. Yes. In my whole life I've just considered like a different species of bed than the one I have. Okay. So but I'm now discovering that I too <laughs> You too could have a hotel bed. All I, the things I that say... like when I buy the sheet pack and then I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Is this packaging? It turns I... out those are all these things. Yeah. <laughs> I um I actually don't use a top sheet. Which is a pretty common thing. Um and we I think probably we're going to talk about that in the last episode when we talk about sort of all kinds of bed, bed making specifics. Um, theories of bed. Theory, yes, unified theory of bed making. Um, okay, so here, here we get into the covers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-oh. So a comforter uh, is a thick bed cover that is, ju- that is stuffed with filling. A comforter is generally decorative and doesn't require a cover. Yeah. Yeah. A duvet and duvet cover. A duvet is also a thick bed cover that is stuffed with filling. But a duvet is generally plain white or some other very plain color, not decorative. And it is meant to be used in conjunction with a decorative duvet cover. So the duvet cover is that thing that's that's like a... It's like two sheets sewn together with one open end at the bottom. That's what a duvet cover is. Which is like the greatest like struggle of my homemaking life is like getting the duvet into the duvet cover. Yeah. You and, and having ev- it not scrunch up. You and everybody else. So here's the thing. There, I've had requests over the years and I had one again yesterday on Twitter for um, a demo of mm-hmm. how to because there is a trick to it yeah i can describe the trick to you but honestly describing it verbally is going to make it sound so much more confusing than if you actually just saw a visual of it yeah i don't have right now video making capacities you need a youtube channel so yeah i well i need listen i need a video t- i need a lot of things for <laughs> all right um, i made it a hotel what I, what I do have that i can offer is um i did make a video on how to fold a fitted sheet Oh, right. Back when I was with Deadspin. I vividly recall this. So I, I'll be posting this whole month on Twitter. I will, every single day, there will be some kind of bed making content that goes out on Twitter for my Twitter account. If Also, I should say, if you guys want to like share with me or talk with me on Twitter or Instagram, use the hashtag LaMob. So hashtag L-A-M-O-B, LaMob. And that's that's my hashtag for this this foolishness that I I really love this time of year, guys. It's like my favorite. I really thing wish the whole world. somebody would make a duvet that like zips into its duvet cover somehow, so it doesn't get rumpled while I'm sleeping. There are ta- there are tie tabs, but I want like the whole. I know what seam, you mean. A zip, you know, a zip not be, just the corners because the corners be don't quite work. for Maybe me. that exists, and we should look into it. Maybe we should make a Kickstarter. Let's do it. Let's Anyways, do it. So we're duvet. the perfect people to do it. Also, I have to say, literally, we're the bad people. You're the sex person. I'm the person. We're the bad <laughs> we people. Can do this. Yes. We're going to make so much money and then we're never going to be back on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we'll keep doing it. It'll just be one big infomercial. <laughs> oh my God. I think we could really do that. I think it's great. Okay. We're going to talk after the show. Okay. Let's keep going because we've got a, we've got a lot yeah, to cover sorry, here. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So um, other bed coverings, quilts, blankets, coverlets, I'm lumping those all together. Um, a coverlet is a lightweight woven spread used on top of the bedding, so on top of sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, blankets and quilts can also be used as lightweight spread options. Um, 
throw blanket. A sm- <laughs> this is the one that you tried to convince me, like, your sheets look decoratively thrown about. And I was like, no, those are staged. <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah. There's a word with the word throw. Yeah. Right? So throw throw blankets, uh, generally a small blanket that's placed on a made bed, usually at the foot um to provide extra warmth or as a cover to use while napping but if so you're really not to disturb an otherwise made bed if you're really ambitious anything could be a throw blanket that's right all right now here <laughs> here here are the big ones this is the ones you asked about pillow category uh pillowcase a removable cloth cover for a pillow pillow sham oh no a pillow sham is a decorative covering for pillows that are placed in front of the pillows used to sleep on they're removed from the bed or placed behind the pillows used for sleeping in the evening and put back in place when making the bed in the morning. This is insanity. Think about your um, your hotel bed again. Yeah, I mean, I can, but okay. I also feel that those are really superfluous. As a person who's going to throw away money on a hotel room <laughs> instead of her own things, those are superfluous pillows. They're not. They look so nice. And then also the other thing is like if you're like I, I like watch TV in bed a lot. So it's nice to have a. A stiffer, bigger up. pillow to prop. Why up do on. they need their own special? Because they look nice, Maureen. Okay, I just don't understand. I always <laughs> just thought it was just two types of. You're pillow like cases. you're breaking me. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got, I've got. I'm three. Like, why can't we just learn to think that normal pillowcases are pretty? <laughs> all right, Marie Kondo, cool it over there. <laughs> you're a condo denier. You should, you should embrace the sham. You should be like, this is unnecessary, and I love it. I suppose if I just yeah, turn around and think of it you. as maximalism, maybe I can be down exactly, with it. Exactly. All right. We've got a few more pillows to go through. Oh, my God. Uh, and then when we get through this, we can hear your story. No, yeah, yeah. No, more okay. pillows and stuff. Okay. So a Euro sham. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing you, aren't I? I love this. I was so excited when I wrote this one. Uh, a Euro sham is a pillow covering for large square pillows that are typically placed against the headboard, followed by standard pillows. Standard pillows are the ones you sleep on, Maureen. Euro pillows are the big square ones. Yeah. Okay. The big square ones, as opposed to the re- rectangle, regular yeah. pillows. Why do Europeans get square? <laughs> Are their heads bigger? I. It's the hairdos. It may be. Let's go with that. Or that's just. You know what is amazing? Answer. The reason, the only reason I know what a European pillow is, is I vividly recall when I was maybe like fifteen, reading some like women's magazine how to look better in bed and it said get european pillows because they're big and you look skinny next to them and oh, that's wow. stuck in my mind forever and that's the only reason i know that term that's amazing that yeah. is a, that is an amazing it's like amazingly a, misogynistic piece of advice i know i can't decide how i'm I feel impressed it, by it but it also reminds me of the girl who told me that big purses were great because they made your ass look small yes i've heard that one. it was around that that, that like era. i've heard that one with like the higher the heel closer to god higher the yeah. hair closer to god bigger, the, big, the more bigger. european the pillow yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right wait we've got some more to do yeah uh we've got just two more uh, oh you're gonna hate these ones oh um, you're gonna hate these so much throw or accent pillows are Ugh. small I don't see I told you small decorative pillows that feature that can feature ruffles embellishments cording etc that are not used with pillowcases and which are added to the bed for visual effect and the last one are bolsters which are long tubular pillows uh, that are placed under other pillows for support and can what? also can also be used to support the neck. I didn't uh, know those had special names. Yeah, the bolsters. Ra- bolsters. See, they call them cervical pillows when like you buy them from a um, what's it called? What are the people that crack your back? 
chiropractor yeah a chiropractor i had a chiropractor oh, that gave me one of those and he referred to it as a cervical pillow and then he gave it to me and i was like this looks like it belongs on a hotel bed doesn't it yeah it's a bolster now you know that what you do is you put it um at the base of your neck and then you lean your head back and it cures from the fact that you lean forward all day like looking at your oh, phone oh very clever very clever. it's amazing i do not have one of those in my bed maybe i'll get one um you can test whether you would like to have a cervical pillow by rolling up a towel and lying on it for like a few oh, minutes yeah, before you sense. fall asleep and see if your neck feels better that makes sense. I'll try it. Oh, out. I'm so proud that I have things to yeah, offer. Yeah, see, you have so many things to offer. Okay, so we have got a little bit of time left. I want Maureen to tell the story. Before she does, I want to acknowledge that uh, we were going to talk about the BBC article that claims making your bed is unhealthy. We are going to talk about that in the last episode of March. Uh, so in in five weeks that's got to be one of those Wednesdays. like chocolate's good for you yeah it, like, well it is and i have and right. i and i have spent a lot of time debunking this article we're, go- we're definitely going to debunk it if you are so anxious to have it debunked friday's esquire column is my bed making manifesto and it goes into all the reasons that that article is hogwash and you should ignore it and not worry about it um, the other topic we were hoping to get to today that we're going to save for later uh, is what to do about night sweats. Um, that's a big one. You can still make your bed if you're a person who has night sweats. We're going to talk all about that. So we will get to that. If you have other bed-related questions, please ask them of me. Email them to me. Tweet them at me. Whatever. Get them to me. We'll try to take them in the last episode of March. I also, the other three episodes that I'm doing, because this is a five-episode month. Yeah, great. Um, the other three episodes that I'm doing, will all feature a little bit about bed. We'll we'll talk about. Um, oh, next week I have an author who writes <clears throat> horror books, and she's joining me to talk about blood stains. It's also a really old, old and dear friend of mine, which awesome. is great. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about blood stains generally, but also blood stains on mattresses. Yeah, because that's a that's a big one that happens. Um, so there'll be there'll be bed content this whole month on Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Um, so before we wrap up for the day, I'm going to give the Florida Maureen to tell me the story that I've been waiting. So I really think, so um, this actually does dovetail with some of the earlier discussions because I think you do have some kind of magic happening, Jolie, because you're like, you need to have like a clean bed. You need to like take care of your bed. And as it happens, um, at a time we will not identify... (laughs) Sorry about that. I just took a took a sip of my V eight. That was amazing because it felt it was the moment that I could see you like opening the metaphorical popcorn to listen to my horrible story about when I was like, I am a person who doesn't make her bed, whatever, right? But um, and also bed cleanups. Um, and you had also given me advice about like how to properly clean, and I was like, I don't know, like if something bad happens in the bed and there's like a stain in the bed sheet, I just sort of like hide from it until like. I just only go near the bed at, when it's dark and then I just replace <laughs> the bed sheets and I don't wash things because washing That's is really a good difficult one. for me. Although even though I know all of your rules about you how really to wash do. Things, you know them better than I do. I feel like sometimes you remember things from old columns that I've forgotten. I think it's like how I memorize information about how to look skinny with European with pillows, your even though like I have never in my life done such a thing. You're so horrified it sticks with you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, you know what else we should say? Huh. We should say that um, I recorded Maureen's oh, podcast, yeah. her sex lives podcast. Um, and I 
that we think that should the be up now. Up yes, New York Magazine Sex Lives. So yeah, podcast. go look for that. Good and good plug, Maureen. Um, okay. okay, sorry. Tell so what story. happened was we had talked about all these like sort of like ways to clean up from horrible sex things, and then in fact. Very soon thereafter, a horrible sex thing occurred, which is, like, this is going to get dirty. FYI, if somebody's like listening with their children, do people do that? Maybe. I, I hope Am not. I allowed to tell a really yes, dirty story? Yes, you are. So this is gross. Um, okay. Hooking up with a guy, it was the first time hooking up with him. We'd been friends for like a long time, and it'd been one of those things that like we kept on thinking we are going to hook up, and we never did. So this has been like like a long time coming. We're finally hooking up, and he's doing that um, uh, to, it's just going to be graphic. Go like, for it. Like, oh, Baby, you're so wet. You're so wet. And I was like, yeah, all for you, right? <laughs> that kind of like dirty, dirty this is talk. so awkward. <laughs> and then there's the moment of it stops. He goes, no, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look. And it is like Old Testament level blood. <gasps> what about it? About sex that makes the period happen? I swear to God, it like shakes your period out or something. Oh, my God. And I have to say, this was, <gasps> I don't know how this is even fucking possible because I was not having my period at the beginning of the hook up maybe this is how like anticipated this was that we somehow managed to like have sex for like a bit before that all started it somehow happens like and i swear this is a thing that, that also wild um and I then it was know. that heavy it was a weird situation let's um because usually when you st- <laughs> i mean i you know every everybody is okay so so, maybe so, it was, so different it was also like, like we were like having sex and thus things were getting moved about yeah the bed like that. we were traversing the bed one could say <laughs> i don't even know this is disgusting this is and yet it was swear to god that i was like that is like the and it was more <laughs> that i was like what is even happening and then oh, yeah no. of course there was like an inevitable like cleanup moment and actually i did just like give up and that i just like was just like i'm just throwing these sheets away i can't possibly deal with it but it was the like and like now our sort of like psychotically disgusting running joke is just the like perpetual like man hooked up with a girl she was so wet oh god oh no my god. terror terror oh, and it's the most god, horrible Marie. thing in the world when you have accidental period sex i mean period sex everybody divisive topic yes and yet it's this thing where you get this like horrible color-coded like thing if you're like oh that's everywhere that you touched me okay as we like turn the lights on and are like what it is like this color-coded trail of like everywhere we had been on my bed and like it was just like really like it like Like farts yeah it was like really humiliating (laughs) and like way too much information um wow on my white sheets and i was like it's a protein stain i don't have any zout who cares it's blood on white sheets (laughs) never mind i'm throwing it the fuck away i did not take a picture of that oh my god jolie i I have to say i'm disgusting picture what i wish you had i would have loved it no i didn't even like when we saw that i I was like don't turn the lights on i'm never gonna view this in daylight i'm just gonna wrap these up and throw them in the like garbage (laughs) gone sometimes never gonna look in fact when i tell this story it is possible that it was like a drop of blood but in my head it was, it was like a flood of it was the worst thing that ever happened to me and it was, was like the, the moment, it was like the nile running red yeah in yeah. my like vi- in my in my extremely dramatic visioning um it probably wasn't that bad because i literally was the he was like oh my god i'm gonna grab the and i'm like don't turn the light on stop <laughs> don't do that we're just gonna wrap these right up and throw them away and i did literally have the thought that i was like could these be i'm not gonna try to clean no. these forget it i'm starting over i think that's totally fair i have to say like i think when when it when I amazon prime next day so that, that literally that's the amazing. next day oh there darn. were new bedsheets for me in my home i was i was about to be like oh see now you need a new set of sheets so you can go treat yourself do you only have one set of sheets um 
currently I do because I haven't bought like an alternate set yet. Okay. You know that I was like okay at the end of the March whole si- there was at the end of March I think situation. you I think <laughs> you should treat yourself to a second set. I, I'm even going to tell you the ones to go get. Yeah. They're the sweet home recommended ones. And they're not terribly expensive. They're from L.L. Bean. Yeah. So I think that's what you're going to do. Should I have do. an alternate duvet cover as well? Questions depends. perhaps for the next. It depends. Yeah. So I had an overnight duvet cover was a thing I didn't have an alternate of. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's a big expense. The duvet got it too? No, not the duvet. Just the cover. Oh, that, I mean, that's what I mean. The duvet cover got it. I don't know it because everywhere. honestly, it was like a blind moment of stripping the bed oh God, and be amazing. like, forget about it. And then afterwards, I, I was like, what do we do now? And he's like, can I just like jack off or something? And I was like, I don't care what you do. Oh, God. There's something really polite about a person asking for permission to do that. And that I was like, really oh, nice. that's kind of perversely sweet. He's Are we keeper. really having a touching sweet moment after that? I'll, I'll look forward to <laughs> attending your wedding. I can't wedding. wait to tell him to listen to this podcast if he wants to hear about the most horrifically weird hookup of his life. I have to tell you. So, I mean, this is <laughs> this is a, this is a, a pretty grim one, I have to say. I was expecting worse. Really? Uh, yeah, I was. I you know was. what? As you know I why? Just, I realized that this, this has got to have happened to so many people. Yeah, that's And that's why it's it's not i mean it's pretty bad i i mean i feel for you i'm sorry that that's you know what i would really like to know but it's so common i think it's so common i would really like to know if other people agree with my theory that somehow hookups make your period come i don't know if it's your body being like fyi chill out marine you're not pregnant i mean or just like something is getting hormonal i honestly think that it's like physically like i really feel if you have more vigorous sex your period is more like all right well listen you're the sex You're the sex columnist. That was the most unscientific description. Fall out. Your period will fall out. Amazing. Okay, well, listen. You're the sex columnist, so you go look into it and you write a column about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then have me back on your podcast. I don't know if I can ever confess that anywhere other than here. And then you can have all these people listening. You can have me back on your podcast, New York Magazine Sex Lives Podcast. And we'll talk about. I was telling a friend this story, by the way, that I was like, "The sex makes your period come," and she's like, "Or you are just a really slutty, and your period just always comes when there's a dick there too." And I was like, "Ah, fuck." Wow, that was that was too much. Yeah, that's that's a a nice friend. Nice friend. Um, Um, On that note, yeah, wrap up today. (laughs) A big, huge, huge thank you to my guest today, New York Magazine's Maureen O'Connor. It is always a pleasure to have you here in the studio with me, and I'm very excited to have you back at the end of the month. To Yay. see how your personal bed making challenge. I've had my period again yet. Yeah. <laughs> how did that go? No, I want to see how your uh, your personal bed making challenge has gone. I, 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 you're going to be great. You're going to be great. I know you're not going to let me down, uh, especially when I put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that all of the rest of you out there listening will uh, commit to the challenge. Tweet at me. Let me know how it's going. I'm. Uh, I will give out gold stars on Twitter. I'm very generous with my gold stars. Um, and I you, have to say, I think we should be using the Lamob hashtag for um, making beds. But maybe we should also talk about horrible things that happen with your period in beds. We should talk about everything horrible <laughs> that happens in bed. We should talk about everything good and bad and, and ugly and in between. Let's uh, all menstruate on a bed. Alternate Lamob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ruining your show. That's a, you're not. You're fabulous. You're, you make my show perfect. I love you. Uh, if the rest of you like <laughs> Maureen, <laughs> like what you heard today, <laughs> please consider subscribing on Acast or iTunes. It would also be great if you would leave a rating. And it would be wonderful if you would tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And wow, we sure are weird over here. Uh, and of course, thank you to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of ask a clean person the podcast
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.